insurance and their effects of it. But once you get into healthcare, there's there's other ways to pay for things, and really it's just risk mitigation, right? Where are we in a place where we can afford to mitigate our risk against a huge medical bill, or are we going to be better off saving our money, making sure we're being proactive in our own healthcare, we're in, in our proactive in our own health care is as simple as diet and exercise and brushing our teeth and, right you know doing all the things that we can do to make sure that we are healthy human beings uh, there might be a case where somebody might uh, maybe they don't sign up for anything and they, they're just a cash pay patient I don't recommend that a lot because a lot of times people that come to me are looking for some kind of solution um, but a lot of times there's there's people that can just sign up for that direct primary care clinic and that's going to get them 95% of the way there because now a lot of times those direct primary care clinics, they are connected really well with the clinics that will actually help cash pay patients around them. A uh, couple examples of even assurance. So let's say uh, here here's kind of the uh, a good story. There's a uh, patient came in to us and he has insurance but he also uses us because he has a really high deductible and uh, he's a colonoscopy and it wasn't just a preventive colonoscopy he, he had some GI issues so uh, we said well you know we could send you down to this uh, cash clinic that's down the road about an hour uh, and they'll just charge you a cash price because they're not contracted with your insurance company so you're better off there he said no 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 no. I pay my health care premium I health I pay my health insurance premium so they should pay for that so send me to the local one and I want my insurance to pay for it that's what I buy this for he said okay so we sent him to the local area the local uh, gastroenterologist they charged him eighty one hundred dollars for this colonoscopy the insurance company wrote off I think it was thirty-one hundred. Uh, no, no, no. Insurance company wrote off seventeen hundred dollars, and then ended up paying something like thirty-seven hundred dollars of that bill. So now he has a bill because he had insurance. He had a bill for thirty-one hundred dollars uh, when it's all said and done for that colonoscopy. When what we could have done is he could have driven down the road an hour and paid seven hundred and fifty dollars for that colonoscopy, and that's it. Incredible so, story, incredible story. I have a story like that in my book with my wife. And sorry to interrupt you, Jason, but no. it's just um, people think that if it's if their insurance is billed and it's covered in their insurance, then it, they must be better off. And that is just usually not the case at all. You're better off paying out of pocket. And we that's why we had this radio show, to educate and empower patients. Thank you for that story. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, and let's talk about this a little bit, too, yeah. Sean, because... Uh, so the insurance companies no longer are motivated to lower prices in health care, right? You talk about this as well. But now since the Affordable Care Act, insurance companies, their profit is tied to how much, care, how much medical care they pay for. So now it, the, those insurance companies are no longer incentivized to lower the price of health care for consumers because there's only two ways for them to make more profit, right? Now that their now that their uh, their profit is tied to that the amount of money they pay for medical medical care, either one they need to create more things to pay for and pay for more things for their patients, or two they need to pay higher prices for the things that they are currently paying for. 
So it makes sense that a cash pay patient, if they go into a provider and say, hey, I'm a cash pay patient, and I'll even pay you up front for this service, now that's bypassed the whole negotiation process, the whole billing team, the whole I need to send an invoice and we need to wait 180 days to get reimbursed by the insurance company. Now that provider can just say, I know that we're going to make this much money up front, no questions asked. They can give cash patients a better deal day in, day out. I mean, you know, it's almost incredible when I hear these stories. I, one of the reasons I love having people on our radio show like yourself, or anybody for that matter, is because I learned so much. And, you know, stories like that about, not, you know, they have no incentive to contain cost. It's like, in any other industry, it would be illegal. It's like mob tactics. I mean, it's, it's exactly. extortion. It's fraud. It's amazing that the insurance companies are allowed to get away with this. And one of the reasons one of the reasons they do is because as, as consumers of healthcare and um, healthcare workers, we let them do it. And that's why we need to educate and empower patients. So um, I'm so glad you're here doing that, Jason. So speak more on what if um, what if what if someone works for an employer and they don't like their insurance? What, how could you help them? Great question. Uh, there, there's a few different ways. So the, the fortunate news is there's a lot of people that are working for a small company. And when I say small company, you know, usually that's 50 and below. Uh, but there's some smaller companies that are still nimble in that they have, you know, maybe 250 to 500 employees. And maybe they have a little bit of voice of a voice with their executive team. But uh, let's let's use the category of that person who's working for the big, you know, Costco or the big corporations where really they could go, they could try to go to their manager, their hiring manager, whoever hired them and say, listen, your health care is, it's not worth me paying for it. It's not worth anything. What can you do uh, instead? If I opt out of your health care plan, can you do anything for me? The unfortunate news is a lot of those bigger companies, it's, it's, it's uh, very binary. <laughs> Either you right. get the health care plan that they offer or you don't, and then you're on this, uh, you, they're not going to increase your pay for any reason. You could try to negotiate that, but oftentimes those larger companies won't. So then what those people are stuck with is how do I navigate this health care plan? The advantage that a lot of those larger companies have is that they have several options that they can look at. There's usually a uh, platinum or a gold plan that's going to cost them more out of their paycheck uh, and be, quote, a better health insurance plan. All the way down to sometimes they're offered, you know, two, three, four, even if you're a, a school employee for the state, you're offered, I think, five or six different uh, health care plans. Then what you do is you look at how do you game that system? How do you say, I want to pay the least amount of money and then supplement my health insurance that I'm getting through my employer with something else? Typically, it's a direct primary care clinic is is kind of my de facto way of going. But how do you craft that 